the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey there, sports fans. It is the Mess It Up Podcast for you once again, coming at you through your headphones or car speaker or wherever you happen to be listening to it. Thanks for joining us here on this post-Thanksgiving. It is Tuesday, November 29th, and hopefully you are not binging. Hopefully you have listened to this the day of, because today in uh, America is Giving Tuesday, the first Tuesday after Thanksgiving is always Giving Tuesday. So we're gonna be talking about Giving Tuesday today on the show. So welcome to show 243, and we will jump right in. I wanna tell you, about our our word of the week. Are you ready for it, Bev? I am. All right, it's desultory. Desultory means lacking a plan or purpose or enthusiasm um, and uh, just sort of being kind of half-hearted, not really into it. And we're hoping that on Giving Tuesday today that nobody in the audience is desultory. We hope that you are all raring to go and excited for this uh, opportunity to help the ministry so there you go. If you can use it correctly in sentences this week, give yourself 10 bonus points. If you happen to be it this week, I'm going to ask you to do something I've never asked for. I'm going to ask you to give me back 10 bonus points each time you find yourself <laughs> being desultory. So uh, go for it. You know, dive in. I had a conversation with my son-in-law, uh, intern Dave, when we were in Hawaii, and he was talking about... Uh, how I do things. He said, man, you're always like 200%. Whatever you do, you go like, you're all in. And I was like, yeah, that's the way I want people to be. So let's be anti-desultory uh, this week and uh, really just have a, a great beginning of the holiday season. It's, you know, a lot of people look at Halloween now as the beginning of holiday seasons. But I mean, Thanksgiving, you, you can't say we're not in the holiday season after Thanksgiving rolls around in America. So we are, you know, four short months, four short months, four short weeks, uh, less than four weeks away from Christmas now and New Year's coming right after that. So uh, you're probably hearing Christmas songs on the radio. You've got Christmas decorations up. I know I've got my my Christmas sweetheart here with me. Bev, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Uh, we put up Christmas decorations this week. Did, did we do that? Yesterday? We just did it Sunday. Sunday, uh, yeah, yes. Sunday we did it. So uh, that was yesterday. We got, no, we got, two days ago. We got trees up. No, today's Monday. Well, it's oh. t- Tuesday as they listen. Yes, yeah, right, Monday as right. we record. Uh, so anyhow, we've got we got some uh, some festive stuff up. We got our lights on outside. I, I like know, the lights. I love it. Um, so it is holiday season here. Uh, Bev, what do you think about when you think about the beginning of holidays? What's what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the holiday season? Um, I always think about being a kid. And uh, what it was like growing up to be so excited about Christmas morning. Uh, was it different for you? Because you grew up in Miami, so you didn't get snow. It, it would get chilly? It got pretty chilly. Yeah, okay. we'd have to have our heat on in the house. Okay, okay. Yeah. Bundled up uh, mm-hmm. as a kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So not all palm trees and, no. and, and warmth like Hawaii. But not like... Uh, you know, we didn't have to have snow boots and gloves and hats, and we just had coats, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And here in in Ridgecrest, even though we're in Southern California, up in the high desert, we get that cold, cold the nights with no clouds, so you don't get any protection, and uh, it would get down in the teens, so it would get cold, but 
we didn't typically have the snow. But when I think of the holiday seasons, I think of a fire. Oh, wow. I think of Christmas songs. I think of smiles, family, warmth. And I know it's not that way for everybody. And if that's not your experience and your your thoughts, I, I, I apologize for what you've gone through in your life. And I, I feel for you. But, um, but I, I do enjoy the holiday season so much and just the the fun and excitement the love of christmas time me too me too um uh, i want to tell people a little bit about giving because it is giving tuesday so we're going to talk just slightly about it but we're going to jump in uh deeper after that um we have giving opportunities uh opportunity for you to become what we're calling builders in the Nehemiah project where we're rebuilding the walls of the messed up ministry building still doesn't have an official name yet. I'm calling it the Messed Up Ministries building, but uh, the building that we're getting is gonna need a lot of help and repair to become a fully operational battle station uh, to do the work of the Lord here in Ridgecrest and in Southern California. And we need help. We don't want help, we need help. We cannot do it. The way we're, where we're operating at now with our finances, we, are, we don't have it, but we are trusting that um, God put this in our lap and we don't think God would give us something only to take it away. And we go by the operational concept that if it's God's will, it's God's bill. So we're trusting you find folks to join in with us on this Giving Tuesday. So Bev, are you uh, aware of Giving Tuesday? Is this a new concept to you or is this something that you're... I don't think I've ever even heard of it. <laughs> I first became aware of Giving Tuesday last year. Somebody told me about Giving Tuesday. And so this year we're planning on it a little bit more. And Giving Tuesday, um, there's there's an organization, a nonprofit called Giving Tuesday. You can go to givingtuesday.org to read more about it. But they have the concept of radical generosity. Mm-hmm. And they... they they define that as the concept that the suffering of others should not, I'm sorry, the concept that the suffering of others should be as intolerable to us as our own suffering, that wow. we should not want people to suffer and that we wow. should be generous <clears throat> as we go about our our lives and how we uh, do things. And and it's, it's uh, sponsored by a lot of different people. Uh, People, um, you know, the uh, Ford does it, Fidelity Financial does it, uh, Google, PayPal, Charles Schwab, um, the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, There's just a lot of people who are behind this idea of uh, radical giving and the, um, the idea of Giving Tuesday. So, so it's not faith-based. It is not way. faith-based, no. Okay. It is a way to try to spread awareness for nonprofits in our communities and to um, just get people to be generous. And I know it can be difficult uh, in these times. I know that uh, inflation is high and um, times are tough for people. But I also know that we are a a very wealthy nation mm-hmm. when we look at ourselves compared to we the sure rest are. of the world. And and our our ministry deals. We we have a, a, a party coming up this Friday, the, the second of uh, December, for Angel Tree, where we're going to help people who need more than they have. They need the assistance from others to be able to get what others actually 
are able to get. And so we're going to help do that. And that's part of what we do with Messed Up Ministries is try to help people who need help. And your giving to ministries such as Messed Up Ministries makes it so that people can do things for other people. Um, it is... Um, it's a bit daunting to me as the founder of Messed Up Ministries to have things that I'm responsible for. When it was just Paul doing a podcast, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm doing a podcast. I had to buy a microphone, needed a computer, which I already had, so I was able to do that. And, you know, we had to buy the, the website and the hosting for the podcast, <clears throat> and it cost some money. But people were generous and, and gave enough money to make it so that we were able to cover the cost that it cost. Not not to cover the cost of the microphone and the computer, uh, but but definitely to meet what we were spending on hosting and the website. And when this building, I was going to use the phrase, fell into our laps, because uh, it, it basically didn't fall into our laps, it was shoved into our laps. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was contacted with the opportunity to get this building and was interrupted uh, in the middle of watching a football match uh, from England. My, my arsenal was playing and a friend called me and asked me to come down to see this building. I was like, oh, jeepers, creepers, what is this? I don't want to do this. I want to watch my football match. But I went down and I listened and I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool, but no, I can't do it. And they just kept on asking and they kept on offering. And eventually I was like, you know, I didn't want to be the guy on the top of the roof with a, you know, helicopter and the rowboat and the, the, the <laughs> motorboat come by offering help. And I keep yes. saying, no, God will provide. <clears throat> so God has provided this building for us. And I am overwhelmed with the thought of, I have to be responsible right, for this. Right. Now, I remember feeling when my daughter was born and thinking, okay, you're responsible for something that can't be responsible for itself. This little creature is 100% reliant on others. It cannot fend for itself. It can't make food. It can't find food. It can't even barely move. You've got to do this stuff. And it was overwhelming. And that's kind of the way I feel with this building now. It's like, okay, there's so much stuff that needs to be done. And, And what if I mess up? What if I drop the ball? What if I can't get it done? What if we can't meet the bills? Um, and that's where you guys come in. Mm, Um, my listeners are so supportive of me. I love the, the feedback that I get from you guys when we put things out online. I love the, the responses that we get on our social media and the fact that we've got people giving already. And, um, I just know that you guys are are there for us and that you support this ministry so wholeheartedly. And so what I'm asking you to do today is I'm asking you, first of all, if you could just put uh, something about Giving Tuesday on your social media. We'll have stuff on our social media that you can link to so that people can find it. But if you just want to put something as simple as, you know, hey, it's Giving Tuesday, text the word mom to 760-WALLS-CA. That, you know, That'll help a lot. And and I had somebody ask, well, what is Walls? It's 925-5722, by the way, if you want the uh, the numbers. Um, but that can just really help us out. 
Um, I, I was looking at the stats uh, today. If if everybody who downloaded the podcast last week, if every single person who downloaded it according to our stats last week gave $5, the building would be completed in a matter of one or two months. Wow. Um, that's all it would take. Everybody giving Um, that's like a drink at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some of them you can't buy for $5 anymore. My, my eight ounce tall coffee costs $2.55. That's two of my coffees, um, a month, uh, from our listeners, from each listener. That would, that would really be amazing. And I, I try not to, you know, accentuate that too much, but I want to just let you know it's really not that much that we need. It's really not that much from everybody because we do have numbers of people who can can do this. Now, if you want to do more, that would be outstanding. If you want to give $50 a month or $100 a month, that would be outstanding. Um, if you know people who are in a better position than you to give that you could pass this along to, that would be great. But just flooding social media with the Giving Tuesday ask um, to just support us on Giving Tuesday. And and maybe it's just a one-time gift that you give. That's okay too. Now, I will say that that repetitive gifts do make it easier for us to form a budget and to do long-term goals. But um, it is, you know, every bit helps. Everything that you give us is something that we don't have. And the only thing we have is what people give. So Bev, as, as you think about your own life uh and and charitable giving um what kind of of things have you done in the past in terms of of charitable giving where where is your uh where does your charity most often go what what does that look like when you look at like let's say on on a tax return where what what kinds of things show up uh bigger gosh paul this this is an embarrassing question. It really is because I am not really a charitable giver. I, I'm well, really not. I, I happen to know that we live together, and so I've seen the, the, the tax returns. And I know, you know, one of the places where we do give is is uh, to uh, to tithe, and then to this ministry as well. Um, yeah. We every yeah. everything that we have that goes extra goes goes into the ministry. So. Um, well, talking about you know in the past and you know my life. Uh, I don't really know of anything that I give to, uh, well, I, no, I'll, I'll back up on that. I remember that I was a donor to, uh, Air One Radio mm-hmm. for about, well, I don't know, maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been a donor to people who, um, work for different charitable organizations that their salary is only paid through the donations of others. I've done that. Yeah, we've supported some building yeah. campaigns mm-hmm. uh, at various churches and some different missionaries mm-hmm. who've come through and done things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and people that we know who have gone on missionary trips Yes. Uh, to give yes. uh, to those kind of things. Yeah. And the thing that I know for me is that when I give, um, it, it sounds corny and it sounds cheesy, but I definitely receive when I give. I get something back on that gift that I give. And it's just like going into the prisons. 
that we receive so much. The men, you know, always are telling yes. us about, oh, thank you so much. It means so much to us that you came in. But we're receiving as we're giving as well. Yeah, I think um, for me, the lines get a little blurred between charitable giving, meaning that we're talking about money, financially supporting. But I feel like that my gifts or talents are more in the area of giving time and intentional uh, support. For example, you know, Prison Fellowship, CR, I mean, goodness, we're there every, every, every single Friday night, never miss one. Well, we do uh, miss. We, we have missed. We go to Hawaii and yeah. we, we miss. That's true. But that if we're true. in town, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean, when I add all that together, to me, I, I consider that to be charitable giving as well. Well, I think yeah. that as a, a first grade teacher for 30 some years, you know, the, the amount of time that you spent off the clock in your classroom, um, obviously you have a generous heart. Well, thank that you. That you are <coughs> mission minded and not necessarily missions being church missions, but you have in mind to complete the mission that you set um, out on whether that's educating a child or bringing the gospel to a prisoner mm-hmm. or helping someone in recovery whatever that mission is you definitely have in mind to to complete that and I think part of that has to do with your relationship with Jesus and that kind of leads us into our our song of the week this week this is by Benjamin William Hastings the song is called the Jesus I know so we're going to give you about 90 seconds of it then we'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to um, talk a little bit more about giving and, and send you into your merry week. So here's, uh, I always want to call him William Jennings Bryan. It's Benjamin <laughs> William, Benjamin Williams Hastings, The Jesus I Know. Do you ever feel misunderstood When you look at what this thing's become How does something that sides with the least Be the thing that excludes them the most And I'm not trying to put words in your mind Cause I fear that's where we got it wrong But sometimes the Jesus I see Seems so far from Jesus I know And just like these people I blame Have I made you something you're not Cause I live off the good of your name And in some ways I profit the cross And I'm scared if you walked in this church You might flip all the tables and go So would that same Jesus love all my merch? Or is that just Jesus I know? So it's uh, a a pretty... underproduced song very sparse and at times perhaps even even bleak it's i I heard this song i was going through 
um, music. When, when I write, I like to listen to music, and one of the places I'll go is Apple Music, and I'll just look to see what's new. And so I saw this album, and I was just kind of track spotting it, you know, just dropping a pin in and, and, and listening to a couple songs just to hear. And I, I thought, oh, did Jesus, I know that sounds interesting. I was looking at it, and, and it just really caught me. The, the sparseness of the song struck me at first, but I was listening to the lyrics and I was reading them to see what it was saying. And it's, it's not, I'm going to tell you, it's not the typical song that I would have as the song of the week. It's not the typical song that sends people out of the sanctuary into the parking lot, ready to go conquer the world for Christ. I think there's a lot of accusation in this song. And I think if you listen, it can be easy to be offended by it. But I think you can also see that he's saying this about himself as well as other people. And, and generally what I'm getting from this is that we have a Jesus in the Bible that we know loves us and is all about love. But so often in the church and as the church, we aren't representing that same kind of love, that we can be pretty brutal on people especially unsaved people. We can oftentimes get high and mighty. But then I, I think it's interesting, you know, he says in, in one line, and I'm not sure what, what 90 seconds iTunes is going to give us on this, but it says towards the end of it, I'm scared if you walked in this church, you might flip all the tables and go. Uh, saying that, you know, would Jesus find the church that I'm in worthy or would he find us to be like the temple where we were selling things and making money off of him rather than, than loving him? And then he said, so would that same Jesus love all my merch, all the merchandise that he's selling, you know, at the concerts? And, and he goes on later to says, I've tried with the best of my words to be true to who you really are, but I wonder how far I fell short. Do you recognize yourself in my songs? And, and I think this is just a, 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 a person questioning if they're doing it right. Because I think so often I can feel like I'm doing it right. Because if I wasn't thinking that I was doing it right, I probably wouldn't be doing it the way that I'm doing it. That's not always true, but, but it's, it's, it's a good, you know, most of the time-ism. So if I keep doing those same things, I must think that there's something right about it. And we see groups who get it wrong, and, and it's so obvious to us that they're wrong, but to them it's so obvious that they're Right? And people who do horrible things in God's names. I mean, you can go back and think about like the Crusades, you know, going and, and theoretically you know, saving the Muslims by killing them uh, and, and taking their treasure and, and coming back as conquering heroes. And it's to such a point that, you know, you look at a lot of Christian schools had a crusader as their mascot, you know. Yeah. Uh, not exactly, I don't think, what Jesus would have done. Um, and Jesus had the opportunity. And so many people looked to the Messiah to be that conquering warrior rather than this, you know, love guy. And so I think that 
what this song leaves me with is just a desire to analyze my walk, to analyze my ministry, to analyze what am I showing? You know, we've heard the phrase that we might be the only Jesus, the only Bible that people read might be our actions. Mm-hmm. And we've heard from uh, St. Augustine, you know, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. So we know our actions are speaking to people. But what are they really saying? Uh, I've said it before on this show. If you type in Christians are into Google and look at the top 10 results and then you type in Christ is and those results don't match up. So the, the perception of people, whether it's right or wrong, the perception that we're giving to people as Christians does not match up to the perception that people have of Christ. Right. Right. The, the non-believer in large part does not think we're getting it right. Mm-hmm. They dig this Jesus guy. It's his followers that they're having a problem with. And, and that's a problem. That's, that's not a good place for us to be. So how, how, what do you think about that, Beth? You know, I, uh, I told you before we started discussing this, this music, this song, that um, even in the car when I heard it for the first time, it confused me. Um, it, my assumption was that it was something like what you were describing, but I totally missed the analogy of um, in this church being my church and it being Jesus who was flipping over the tables. Mm-hmm. I was somehow thinking that it was this guy or some friend. I, I couldn't understand the terminology there, but... Um, I'm just speaking around the topic, but here's something that does jump out at me. Uh, the line that says, um, let's see, because I live off the good of your name, and in some ways I profit the cross. And I was thinking how many times I will be easy to use the term that I'm a Christian or say that I'm a Christ believer or a Jesus follower when I'm in the crowd of other Christians. Mm-hmm. I'm not so easy to throw that terminology out when I'm with people who are non-believers. And so I wonder sometimes if without describing who I am, that I'm a Christian believer, if people who don't know me real well can even figure that out by watching me mm-hmm. without me having to announce my affiliation. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so I would feel the same way that this author does, or this, um, the writer of this song, uh, asking Jesus, do you recognize yourself in my songs? Um, do I, you know, Jesus, do you recognize yourself in my life? Um, on Caleb Radio today, I was listening in there. You know what? Take that back. It wasn't that. It was the through the word um, scripture following through the Bible. They said many of us who call ourselves Christian believers live for the love. In other words, living for the love of others, the um the um, 
notoriety and wanting other people to love us back for what we do and say. But as Christians, we really need to be living from the love, not for the love, from the love of God uh, to others. And if you think of it that a little while, that's, that's kind of a mind bender, you know, and it changes the perspective of where the focal point is. If we're living from God and we have his love operating our lives, we'll be a lot different than we would be living for the love of others. Yeah, and, and if you're curious about what Bev's talking about, you can check through the word.org or you can go, there's, a, um, there's an app uh, that you can get on your phone where you're listening to uh, scripture and then they're talking about the scripture. So you're just working through the Bible uh, verse by verse. Uh, so that's that's what Bev was was referring yeah. to on that, and I think that it can be easy for us to only look at the successes or the mistakes. I, I look at several successes in our ministry where people have approached us because they know what we stand for because of what we've done, and our body of work shows what we stand for. The messed up ministries building is a prime example of because of the work that we've done in ministry over the last twenty years. This person who had this building saw the results and wanted to bless us this way. Mm -hmm. We had a neighbor who came and was struggling with something and just asked, can I talk to you? Can I come and talk? Because she knew that we were people who had gone through things. And so she could see, you know, we're, we're wearing a good face for Christ. But I also know that there's times that we'll make a mistake and we'll, we'll mess up. And uh, a few weeks ago we had family over and we were playing games and um, at the end of one of my one of the games, um, our grandson um, threw something out trying to be amusing, and completely misread where he was and said something that was just so far away from amusing, and it was so offensive to everybody in the room that and you could just see his face. You know, he realized it right away. Yeah. And if that's the only thing, if we if we take that to be his body of work then we won't be very kind about it. But because he's my grandson, I took him to the side and I said, look, you know you messed up. And what you said was the wrong audience for it. And, and don't, you know, don't try to mine for humor in that vein again. And he got it. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't cast out. He wasn't thrown off because of his mistake. Because we love him. And when we make the mistake and we don't show, you know, Jesus is just going to come and pull us off to the side and not embarrass us in front of everybody. He's just going to be like, hey, Paul, that really wasn't what we want to go for. Let's try this instead. He's going to guide me to the success. He's going to give me what needs to be done. And if I am receptive to him, then I'll be a better reflection of him yes i can have a beautiful mirror that's incredibly reflective and it'll reflect back exactly what's put in front of it if i cover it with paint it's not receptive anymore that mirror is still there but the paint is making it so it's not receptive i have to be a clean mirror for christ and when i am it's a clean reflection yes as long as i'm being receptive to what to what he's giving this is kind of a strange analogy but you know the other night we were watching the mystery of oak island or the curse of oak island mm-hmm. um and they were or as we like to call it 
Could it be? Could it be? Yes. If you see that show, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Anyway, they're using this metal detector going over the land, trying to look for artifacts, and they find this big curved something. They don't know what it is, and it's corroded and covered with all this gook from being under the ground for all these years. And it's all kind of bulbous shaped and weird and twisting and they don't know what it is but they think it's something cool and the metal detector found it so it's like all right let's dig this thing up and let's take it in let's see what we can find out about it well when they get it in and they look at it they can't tell what it is so they take it somewhere where they I don't know, you'll have to help me with they like shine an x-ray through it. Or they they some use kinda... some various technology to be able to see through the corrosion to the metal inside. Okay. And what they revealed was that it was a hook of some sort. Well, if you're like I am, you know, hooks uh, on one end is like an eye and then it's shaped kind of like a fish hook, but one end of it was broken off. Well, I was thinking... There was no way they could tell what that was with all of that corrosion and all the stuff from being buried all these years. And in my mind, I was thinking, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is for all of us. And it says that we, you know, we have love, we're patient, we're long-suffering, um, uh, we're, you know, peaceful, all those things that it says that we have at our disposal because we are Christians. And my life can be like that piece of metal that was under the ground. It can be covered up by so much that uh, where I'm not practicing the Christian walk and not using all my tools and not doing all the things that I should be doing, reading my Bible, praying, uh, really letting the, the Lord talk to me and maybe chastise me if I need to. And so that makes me think that my life can be kind of like that hook, that it's covered with so much stuff of me that I forget to allow all that stuff to fall away so that people can actually see the Jesus that's in me, uh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. But um, that's what I'm thinking when I when I think of that, um, because all of that is available to us. And the, the biggest thing that I use to cover Jesus so that he's kind of uh, not able to be seen in my life is my pride. It's things that I do that um, support my pride and my arrogance uh, to where people can't see through that to see Jesus. Yeah. Uh, um, well, there it is. We had lots to say about that song. I guess we did. <laughs> um, I want to just hit just a little bit because we're, we're running up on our time here, but I want to talk to you just one more time about, about Giving Tuesday. As I'm looking at their site, it talks about, you know, how to participate. And, and obviously, we would love to have, you know, your financial support. But there are so many other ways, like Bev said, to give. And they, they give some ideas on how to participate on the, the Giving givingtuesday.org site you know pay it forward pay for someone in front of you mm -hmm. uh, do something nice give money give nourishment give time help a neighbor give kindness give your talents give a voice to someone um, give to the planet by just you know cleaning up there are so many things that you can do if you want to help become one of our rebuilders and help us with our ministry to provide support for missionaries to provide this building for the city of Ridgecrest um, 
if you want to become a, a, a rebuilder with us in our Nehemiah project, you can do it by going to the website, um, messedupministries.com. You can click on the giving button there and that'll give you uh, a link to how to do that. You can also text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. Uh, if you want more information before you give, you can give me a call at 760-608-1942 or you can shoot me an email, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Um, if you want to talk to someone besides me, you can email the ministry at uh, mum at messituppodcast.com. At, I'm sorry, mum at messeduppministries.com. It gets so confusing to me because I got so many messy things. Um, and and uh, that goes to our uh, our board president so that you can get information that doesn't come from me if you prefer that. Um, but I would just love for you to get involved. And, uh, and just I can't wait to see what kind of blessings come our way just through your prayers through your generosity of, of, of finances, through time, if you're here in Ridgecrest or somewhere else. Um, I had an electrician from San Bernardino talk to me about maybe helping out with electrical and, and coming up to Ridgecrest. So um, it's just, it, it gets very exciting to see how, how awesome our listeners are. Make sure you post on your social media, uh, hashtag Giving Tuesday, and uh, share the information with us or about us with your people. Uh, we get bigger by using you as a network. So uh, you know, if you put it out to everybody, you can reach way more people than just I can. Tell people to listen to the show. Share the, the link for the show uh, from your whatever podcatcher you're listening to. Just shoot that to your family text group or your friends or put it on social media because the more listeners we have, the more fun it is as well. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. We made it through Thanksgiving. Hopefully your uh, th food coma has worn off. And uh, I told uh, my friend that I treated my diet the same way that Booth treated Lincoln's ear. So now I'm trying to get back onto some sort of a, a less ridiculous eating plan than I had over the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, but uh, we got Christmas coming, a lot of things coming up. Uh, New Year's show coming up. Uh, so, uh, you know, hold on to your hats, buckle up. And I see Bev. She's either flagging a cab or she has something else to say. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. You mentioned the um, the eating, you know, and eating sweets and lots of snacks. Tonight, I told Paul, I said, you know, there are two pieces of date bread left in there. And you're welcome to have both of them because I really need to be careful and, and cut out the sweets in my life. And then I thought about it for about four seconds. And then I said, but I'm still holding on to the apple crunch and I'm keeping the pumpkin pie. And uh, he said, yeah, Bev, it looks like you're really doing a good job of cutting back. So, yeah, cutting back, not cutting out. Yeah, right. That's that's a good a good first step. Oh, so, gosh. Anyhow, I'm going to cut this show off here because I need to go check that refrigerator for that date bread while it's still there. Right. And I will tell you all, thank you so much for being here. We'll be back next week with another show. And we will see you next time we mess it up. And Merry Christmas. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up Podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. <laughs> <laughs>